when I do these these recordings, I sit on an old church pew taken from a, a church in Elvestoke where I used to live. And my wife has recently made a nice cushion to go on the pew, so I no longer slide. I kind of go... Can't slide. I do want to ask why you have a church pew in your house, but maybe we'll leave that for another time. This is the Shia Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Howdy, y'all! Oh, we're going American, are we? Howdy! It's the American presidential race. It's all heating up now, isn't it? So I thought I'd go American for our Yankee friends. We got four months of fun. The data does show that we get a lot of people listening to the, the stream version of our show uh, from, from the States. So it, it's worth saying hello to them. I don't know why they would want to listen to two Wiltshire boys talking about West of England music scene, but you are very welcome to listen to us. Thank you very much for tuning in. <laughs> I don't, do we, we don't even sound that West Country, do we? I don't think we do, no. No. We're not proper Brizzle like, no. No, we're not proper Brizzle like. Yeah. Yeah, in, uh, in this week's show, we'll be playing the second part of our interview with uh, Trey Stead, who is tour manager extraordinaire, who's uh, been on, on the road with all kinds of musicians over, over the years and at the moment is working in a Nightingale hospital because she obviously can't get out and about. So we'll be continuing our, our chat with her uh, later on. Um, we've also got some tunes from uh, a couple of artists from the area. We mentioned, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Mike Dennis, who we mentioned in last week's podcast. We're going to play one of his tracks. Yep. Violin and rap combo. I heard Sam and, had jo- uh, Mike Dennis on Sam and Rich's BBC Introducing Session. Obviously blew my mind because he's really interesting. Like I say, kind of dub reggae, violin, rapping, really interesting. I, in- I invited him to come perform for me. I said, look, Mike, would you be interested in a gig in Trowbridge? It pays 50 quid and you're playing, you're supporting uh, Mark Chadwick from The Levelers. And he said, oh, I'm really sorry, mate. Um, I-, I promised myself that I wouldn't do shows for like, you know, less than £100 or whatever. You know, I need to get to the next level. I said, oh, okay, no, I completely understand that. I'm really sorry. I can't offer you more. It's obviously, it's just with the level, you know, front man of the levelers, it's sold out. It's basically, it's just a token opening act. And he went, it's sold out. I'm getting paid. And it's with the levelers. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fair enough. And he, he came down to Trowbridge and he was absolutely fantastic. And he just blew us away. Sold out and you only gave him 50 quid. You're so tight. Right, shall I tell you something? Actually, this is really interesting for people who, who are listening. We sold 100 tickets at £15. That was £1,500, correct? Yes. Venue cost us 100 Bargain. We had two support acts that were, I think, what, was 100 for one and 50 for another. So that's 250 quid. Yeah? The rest so you, went you to You paid 100 for the other support acts. I'm just going to point that out. But, okay, so originally I had two acts. It was, it was Phil Cooper in support and Mark Chadwick. And I had... 50 quid left in the budget and I paid it to the third support act. I could have not had a third support act. I could have just paid myself, but I didn't. I literally took zero pounds from that gig. Nothing. I took nothing from it. So. I'm always so mean to you, but I know you're a decent man. <laughs> you're not in it for the money. You're in it for the music. I have done well out of gigs in the past. Obviously I've taken, I've made profits on shows. It's just this particular one. I didn't. And I did pay everyone. And I thought 50 quid to come down from Bristol, which is like less than uh, what, 40 minutes from Trowbridge. Full house, everything paid for. I gave him a few beers as well. You know what I mean? It was it was a perfect show. So oh, do you remember when venues used to be full house? Wow, we'll come on to that later on. So so yeah, we'll be playing a track later on, but also uh, we're going to start off by playing a track from Sean Amor. Now a few weeks ago on the show, we had a track from John Amor, who's a track you know. Yeah. And now we're going to play a track from Sean Amor, who who I know. Part of like the the Swindon Americana scene, and he's been 
few bands over the years, um, like the Battlers, Southern Harmony, that, uh, that kind of style. And, and he's quite a well-known face around the folk and the more mellower venues uh, in Swindon. So he's, uh, he's also a solo musician. He's got a few solo tracks out there. And he's uh, recently released this track, which he recorded during lockdown. It's called Right to the Heart. Is a new track from Sean Amor, which is Right to the Heart. So it's, it's still that definite Americana vibe to it, which is something he's really well known for in the area. So it's a nice track. Have we got any product placement this week? We do. I'm delighted you asked. This is a recipe book from Lady Nade. We played Lady Nade a few weeks ago on the show. 
and she, as we know, she's a Bristol-based singer-songwriter who I absolutely fell head over heels in love with her music. I can't believe she's not more famous and successful than she is, although she is very successful. And so I, I booked her for a show, which will be announced in due course. And through these lovely conversations and talking about it on Facebook and sharing her videos and getting loads of interaction, which is really, really nice, because when you, when you share a video to try and gain traction, to sort of gauge interest... I shared her song and the response I got was, was just fantastic. I thought, this is really good for me. It's a really good sign. People are interested. So that's great. And she said, thank you ever so much for booking her, sharing her music, etc." She said, can I send you a CD? I said, of course you can. She sent me a CD and she sent me this recipe book, which is all recipes, which have all been sort of printed and made. And she's... Every, every song that she's written has a corresponding recipe. Um, we haven't made any yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And I thought, how lovely is that? So that's a way of selling more product. So what part of the world is she from or her roots from? She's from Bristol. Um, I think she was born and raised Bristol. Uh, but, I mean, it's <laughs> they're they're not all Bristol recipes is what I'm getting at. There's a... No, they're not. There's an Italian one in here. And she's, I don't think she's Italian. Carbonara. Sweet potato and leek soup. So yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Honey and ginger tea. Chocolate kisses. Basically, it really shines through with the music. Cool. Okay, it's time for us to uh, get on to part two of our interview with Trey Stead. Now, if you didn't uh, join the show last week, Trey is a tour manager. Her normal job is going all around the, the world. More, more recently, she's been working with Frank Turner, traveling around yeah, and, and just organizing like the band and organizing the support acts and all that stuff. With COVID, she's been stuck, as, as have so many thousands of people in, in a similar boat. So she was saying so many valid points, we carried on for a second week. Got such good content out of her. It was worth, it was worth sharing it all. Definitely. Now, we're going to start this interview. She was talking about going to the We Make Events protest, which happened a couple of weeks ago, um, or, or the march, I should say, in, in London, Manchester and Liverpool. And she was just talking about what was happening at one of those events. A ton of venues all around the country were um, lit up red. Solidarity. And then we had photo opportunities outside the venues with um, all the crew that could uh, gather. I think there was 400 people in Liverpool. And they showed a film that we make events, I guess, Plaza guys have made um, with a load of artists that sort of show no solidarity and just showing people what they're missing. They had a list of the of the the roles, like the job roles that goes towards, it's 500 people make like average to make an arena show happen. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. One show in yeah. one venue in one yeah. city on one day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so... Um, yeah, you, you, you add that up over the t- over across, you know, over a tour, you know, 12 dates or whatever, then you're looking at nearly 3,000 people, if not more. I'm trying to remember all the statistics and really terrible, these sorts of things. But one of the suppliers, they had a little sort of soundbite in this video and it said they'd, um, if they put together the amount of people that they'd be showcasing to using their, audio, I think it was audio systems, um, this summer that they've lost out on, it'd be 10 million people. Whoa! Just wow! Like punters that yeah, yeah. that they've lost lost out yeah. on going to to see these festivals that, that just that that one supplier was working for. So that's it's staggering, crazy. isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the numbers are, and the thing is, we're the hidden people. And you know yes. what? Because the idea is that we are hidden. That's yes, yeah, of course. Like if you're good at your job, you're not seen. <laughs> the band are the people on stage. That's I'll tell you something, right, actually. I just slight change of subject. Well, it's not. It's exactly on that point. I went for a job interview once, and I won't say where, 
But um, they asked me how I saw my role. And I said that I'm, I, I said exactly that, I'm hidden. And you know what? They didn't give me that job because I told them I didn't, I, they thought, they interpreted me as saying I didn't want to be seen, etc. I was like, right. that's exactly how a technician is. Yeah, yeah. It's not about us. It's like my job is to be behind the stage. The times that, you know, franchising, like get, he gets up for birthdays and I hate that and he knows I hate that. And, um, you know, gets crew to come up and do um, do the uh, the harmonica solos and stuff. And I always yeah, run yeah. away when these things happen. He knows I do. Like, we've known each other a long time. Because I don't want to be seen. <laughs> like, I do this because I want to be the cog that makes the machine work in the background. I don't need yeah. to be the watch face. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> so, well, sure. what, what do you think is going to be happening next? Obviously, we can't really predict what's going to happen in terms of COVID and second waves and anything like that. But... but for you, what would be the ideal situation over the coming months? The biggest issue um, is government support for the industry. Um, we have, first off, the uh, SCISS self-employment furlough is finishing, doesn't even actually extend as far as uh, like the you know normal people PAYE furlough extends, which is October. Ours finished in August, which is completely unfair, plus we pay tax on it. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. That that's that is just for the people that actually have qualified for that because there are so many people that have fallen between the gaps. A lot of people, yeah. if you do this business, they they become a limited business. They haven't been able to 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 get any support. So loads of people have been without support for six months already, and you're asking them to do another year, um, you know, another up to a year uh, with no support. There's suppliers who've been going for like twenty, thirty, forty years who. Um, they have two months worth of cash reserves left. And there's, you know, and the thing is without these people, they're saying 60% of people will leave their jobs if we can't get some more support. Like we're not able to work, we're banned from working. And I, you know, and it's not like, it's not like uh, it's an impossible ask. And I know there's going to be a lot of people being like, well, you know, why we've all struggled and, you know, we've all gone with it. But like... Everyone else is allowed to work. We're not allowed to work. And other countries have, like, you know, France has given a load of money to creative sector. There's no reason why. I know we're in a massive recession. Do you know what? We're in a massive recession. That's going to happen. We're, like, this isn't going to make that much difference, let's be honest. Let's look at how much the banks were given in 2008 and look at how much we need just to, like, stop us. Like, Fraction by comparison. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, and there's always going to be people that aren't happy uh, with the system and aren't, and aren't like covered and do fall through the cracks. But like, you know, there's no reason why we can't have a little bit of extra help um, because because our industry doesn't it's not a selfish thing. I mean, it is a selfish thing, but it's not just a selfish thing. We want to do this job because our job is entertaining you guys, like the people, the public. Like our industry is something that everybody uses and like wants, and you know, and it's for entertainment and it's for mental health. And it's, I mean, like that helps people. It's, you know, it means a lot to a lot of people. I'd I'd be hard pushed to find anyone who's never been to a theatre show, who's never listened to the radio, who's never watched telly, who's never been to a conference, you know, for like their favourite, like Pokemon character they like or whatever. (laughs) And it's an industry where people love their jobs, perhaps more than an insurance salesman loves his job. But <laughs> he's been looked up; they've been looked after. But we we love our jobs, like you say. We're here to entertain. It's entertainment industry. It's it's the creative industry. It's actually the creation is or cre- entertainment is the UK's one of their biggest exports. 
exactly. you know, we, don't, we don't manufacture anymore. We create culture, we create music, we create film, we create art. That's what we're currently struggling with right now. Yeah. And the thing is, we're, like, the nature of what we do is that the, our industry is A, very competitive and B, it ain't easy when you do it. It sounds great. It sounds like it's, you know, like, yeah, rock and roll, you know, just like hanging out and getting drunk and being on a tour bus and just traveling the world. We're <laughs> also working 18 hour days, you know, and like, we also don't see our loved ones. And we also, you know, I, I, I haven't cooked. I haven't, I've learned how to cook this, these couple of months because I haven't actually like that, learned how to cook in 20 years. 20 years I don't know how to cook and I'm nearly 40 <laughs> and so do I mean like we know we sacrifice bits of our lives including yeah. sleep generally um and because of that we're a nation of grafters like yeah. and and this is why you know we're not just sitting here going please sir give me a handout yeah I think everybody has like I I don't know anyone who's been like ah do you know what it's fine everyone's gone I'll go to Tesco's and get a job then yeah, because we are people that want to work. Absolutely, that sums it up perfectly. It's people who want to work, and they have all found alternative routes. But going back to that point earlier, unless this is looked after, there's maybe nothing to go back to. No, and that's it. You can get people. You know, like who's going to be there to do the audio for the Tory Party conference? If, you know, yeah, right. You know who it is? It's going to be people who like. There's going to be companies undercutting each other. This is going to happen anyway. You get what you pay for. So like. Yeah. If you if they're gonna go for the cheapest people who are the only people left, you'll be like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Where things go it's wrong. Be, be pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Exactly, exactly. So you know, like you know, let's say there's companies that have been going for like one of the guys that I was with yesterday at the Liverpool March is a guy called Murph, who's really well known as stage manager in the industry. He's worked for every, you know he worked for us. Uh, he he lowered himself to work with us on the last arena tour, um, but he's worked. For Queen and Arctic Monkeys. I met him about yeah about fifteen years ago on Arctic Monkeys, and um, he yeah he's been in the industry forty years, forty years, and he's not getting any help. Do you know what I mean? Mad. And you know he's like he, he's a he's an old geezer now, and he can't you know and he, the jobs that he's going to be able to get. He he told me uh, he, for a few weeks he was doing a paper round. Wow! He did it in a car. He was like, "Yeah, up at four a.m. Did a paper round for his like Jeez. local thing." That's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> one one minute he's ushering um, Arctic Monkeys on stage. Next minute he's delivering your newspaper. I know. I know. What a story! It's no. It's no the thing is, this is it though. It's, it's nowhere as in graces. No. We want to work. We'd love to work doing the thing that we enjoy. That we've you know that we've actually like had experience in for decades, but. In the meantime, happy to do something else. I'm not just going to sit here going, "Give me some furlough money so I can sit on my yeah. ass and do yoga every day." And uh, you know, <laughs> and basically, that would be actually we yeah. we miss it. We actually do miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather be like not sleeping on a tour bus than making banana bread. To be honest. <laughs> so that was Trey Stead. So that's the second part of her interview. Um, and she touched on a few subjects there, uh, like the uh, Make Music Happen um, demonstration that happened in London. And next week's guest, we have Graham Nash, who is also going to mention that because he went to the march himself. And he has a different role to Trey. And love, uh, luckily for us, he's based in Chippenham. So that will be next week's guest. And carries on a theme. It is, yeah. And, and you just keep pulling these, these guests every week. You just... I'd love if you had a Rolodex, it would be overflowing with those little Rolodex cards, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. yeah.
<laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got that to come along next week. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to if, that. You, if you want to send us a track or, or get in touch with us, uh, the email address you can uh, go through is shareisolation at gmail.com where you can send us some tracks or send us some gig news. We've been um, hearing from a few venues now with the latest uh, restrictions being lifted. Venues are shouting out now saying, we are now booking gigs. We, we want to hear from musicians to, uh, to to start playing. So maybe in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be able to start putting some gig listings into this show, which would be amazing. Hopefully. Interestingly, I, know I did speak to Darren at the Vic in Swindon, and he also runs the Level 3 in Swindon. Now, the Vic is probably still too small to host a show however level three which is normally a 400 cap venue has a capacity socially distant capacity of 60 now 60 becomes a very realistic figure that you can start doing shows with again um i don't know what shows he's got booked i'm sure if you if you were interested you can look them up but it's interesting to know that that's that's happening um, and you may have noticed, John, that I put up a post saying that, I, I'm, like I've mentioned before, I'm getting a bit rusty, getting a bit concerned. My venue, the Village Pump in Trowbridge, is uh, way too small to host shows. I think our capacity would be like eight or something. There's no chance of us doing, doing gigs um, until we, we can, you know, lift restrictions. But because we are now allowed to do, have people in events, in buildings, and we are safe, I have said to people, my local scene, does anybody want to do some live recordings? Does anybody want to come in and just play to me and we'll record it and you can take it away as a rough demo, tracking, whatever. Um, and I've had an awful lot of response. Loads of people have said, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. And there's probably an element of this where they're also bored. They're also, you know, sat at home. They also want to get out. A lot of people are probably sat at home writing material and, you know, want a way of recording it. And obviously I'm, now not busy i've been told the neil is not opening for the rest of the year we're not doing any events so that's me up until december not doing anything so i've taken this opportunity to say right if i'm not working at the neil in the evenings doing events fridays and saturday nights i will do what i can which is enabling people locally to record demos or, or live recordings these i've not sold it as a as a product that they can sell it's not a studio recording it's not going to be perfect but it could be an interesting bit of fun you're keeping your own skills up to date by, by doing a bit of sound tech and you get musicians out of their houses and, and just getting a bit of practicing before we, before all gears get put back into motion in a couple of months time, hopefully. What's also lovely is a lot of the people that contacted me have never worked with me before. A lot of people I don't know. So it'll be nice to meet some new people and see what they sound like and help them develop and move on to the next stage. So that's the, that's the power of this show. See, they're all listening. Yeah, that's, that's right. I will be bigging it up. I'll be telling everyone. <laughs> right uh, we, we've got a um we'll be ending shortly but we do have time for one more track and it's it's, uh, it's a chap we mentioned last week uh mike dennis ah yes i suppose because last week we played kid carpet who's bristol based and very uh peculiar unique sound playing with his toy instruments and making those crazy songs and this kind of inspired you to pick mike dennis as well although he's not he's not from the same kind of jokey background but it's a very strange mashup of violin and and rap. Dub reggae, dub reggae, rap and violins, um, and he he pulls it off, and it, it's just a really amazing for one for a one guy. It's just absolutely fantastic to see how people can achieve their vision and using different different objects. It's, he's just brilliant. I, I, yeah, captivated by him, and he's a lovely guy as well. And uh, and this chap, this this chap, this track is called Astronaut. Five, all three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift Astronaut. it off. Astronaut. <laughs> 
I used to work this incredible job. I hated it, so I acted an incredible. My workmates found it much more enjoyable. I left it happier, a little less employable. I felt like a rodent in my day to day. At home, I lived like a king, games and take away. The heave in the morning to get out of bed was more than I could take. I thought I'd rather be dead. I had the idea that I was worth more than stocking up the pockets that were rotten to the core. Look at me, I'm a prodigal son. They won't have the best of me before I've barely begun. So here I am, a race against time to pay rent, believing there's no job too excellent. I had this vision of a time and place. I think they need somebody like me up in space because Mama always said. Things are looking sweet. I got this high-tech stuff, foot bath on my feet. My pay grade's hefty. They know I'm their man. All I have to do is monitor their satellite plan. And who could do it but me? I'm lounging in space, floating in my director's chair, grin on my face. Then an encrypted message pops through the HFR. You're not as important as you think you are. What? I spit my coffee out, dashed the comms, mic to base. Didn't you get the memo? You're wrong. I'm the don of this spaceship. I'm indispensable. Static. A diastolic pinch in my ventricle. I gaze at the stars, feeling betrayed. My place up with Mars, Venus, Uranus is ebbing away. I start to pack with an afterthought. It's a sad thing to be an ex-astronaut. Farewell the good life, this hurts like toothache Before I board the shuttle, a call comes through This is Polaris House, listen, you've got us confused Huh? You told me I was just another number, I'm off, right? Got my spacesuit on and my suitcase wait, wait, locked wait, wait, tight wait. Repeat last, Mike, you've made a mistake Listen now, all the glory is still yours to take But look around, the ship is gigantic And the thought of being an astronaut is pretty romantic So we're sending everybody up, I'll be there too What you're missing is everyone's as important as you Then how do I stand out? Look to your skills, you're handy with a microphone but not so good with a drill. I stand back told, nothing's as great as space. Mum always said not to get lost in status. Astronauts by Mike Dennis. It, it's quite interesting. If you go onto to YouTube, there's, there's definitely two types of video. You've got the ones which he's pre-recorded and, and made the videos with, and, and they they sound like this one. And then there's also the live recordings where he's plays the violin through a track loop, builds up the song, and it can go on for like 
10 minutes making this song with not different violin layers in the background and then rapping at the end of it, which is, he's got two completely different sounds to him. He has, uh, and it's all very interesting. It's interesting because you never, with those loop things, um, they're never quite the same at every show. So it always develops and sounds, you know, every time you go to a show, it'll always be a new experience. So he's the sort of person you can stand up for repeated viewings and watchings. So yeah, got a lot of, lot of time for him. Got a lot of time for everybody. You've got too much time. <laughs> Any time. You're too generous with your time. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yes. Right. Uh, so we, we will call that, a, call that a day. Call that a week. Thank you for listening and, and watching everybody. We, um, we are here every week, same time, same place, wherever you listen or, or choose to digest us. And uh, we are back next week with um, uh, um, Graham Nash. Yeah, guest. Graham Nash. Fantastic. So yeah, and, until then, Kieran. Always a pleasure. Week. Take care. Go and have your tea, mate. Take it easy. I'm going to have my tea. I'm hoping it's still warm. Oh, what have you got? I, I got made butternut. No, it wasn't. But, uh, what's the sweet potato curry? Lovely. It's going to be gorgeous, I'm sure. Right, you <laughs> don't have that, mate. See you next week. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.